Today we are diving deep into horses, baby. You better believe it, horse racing. What does that have to do with your business? Listen up, you'll have to find out. Welcome to the Audacious Scaling Podcast, custom designed for bold kingdom business women just like you. We are women on a mission for God's global impact, baby. We're spicy, bold, and don't apologize for making money for Jesus. We're here to challenge each other to grow faster as we scale for God's glory and for billions more souls to be one for Jesus for all eternity. Hello, gorgeous. I'm your host, Rhonda Irwin, Kingdom Business Strategist and your constant cheerleader. Thank you so much for joining today's conversation. May God use this to help you and your colleagues as well. So grab your water, pop in those earbuds. Let's do this. Anyone in business absolutely knows it is a marathon and not a sprint. Being in business for the long haul, especially a serious business that is going places for God's kingdom, it is long hard work and you have to be diligent, you have to be consistent. So what do you do when you have times and everybody has these times when you are tempted to throw in the towel and say, I've had it. What do you do when you just don't have anything else left to give? What do you do? Where do you go to find stamina? Where do you go to figure out how you can keep on keeping on? Where do you go in order to find more energy, more drive, more passion, more commitment, more energy to keep going? Where, where, where? So today's topic is we are doing a deep dive into how you can find more stamina while you're building your business for the Lord. Number one, how you can find more stamina is to remember where all of your resources come from in the first place. When you feel like you are empty, when you feel like you don't have anything else, when you feel like you're stuck, when you feel like you're trapped, when you feel like it's hopeless, when you feel so discouraged or just in absolute despair, you don't have any more hope right now, and you have no answers, you're totally walking in the dark, what do you do? If we can just pivot our brains and remind ourselves that all of our resources come from God himself. He is the source of our strength. He is the source of every single thing that we need from our energy, from our clarity, wisdom, focus, resources, money, time, and workers to help. You start making your own list. He is where all of your resources come from. All. There is nothing that you have and there's nothing that you use in your business that he didn't give you, that he didn't provide for. He is the source of all good and perfect gifts, as James says. We have to get into the habit of reminding ourselves, if I feel like I don't have something that I need, what am I supposed to do? Run to the Lord because he's my resource. If I don't have energy to keep going, what do I do? I run to the Lord 
because he's my resource. If I don't have money for a particular project or a particular launch or a particular whatever, and I haven't been able to hit my goal, what do I do? I go to the Lord, pray and seek the Lord's face and ask him for his provision. If it's something that he wants you to do, he's going to provide for it. If it's something that he doesn't want you to do, he's not going to provide for it. And that should be clear direction for you that the Lord is saying no. So get back on the path that he did intend for you and keep moving forward and keep asking for whatever you need. He will provide if you are on the right path. What if I just don't have any time to hit my deadlines? What if I don't have time to hit whatever launch? What if I feel like I don't have enough time? Guess what? Pray. Ask the Lord about it. He's the one who invented time. I think that he can make a way and open a door that automatically provides more time for you to do something. If you pray and seek God's face first, he will provide it. It's, it really truly is amazing. And sometimes when you really truly get into the flow of what God is asking you to do, then time gets shortened. It gets like compressed because you're focused so much that you're not wasting minutes and hours and seconds. You're not wasting it. You're utilizing what he's giving you and you can very quickly produce something that doesn't require a whole lot of time. But when you're just like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I suppose we could go with this design. Oh, what about this one? If you're stuck with unclarity, is that even a word? <laughs> you're not clear on something and you have no idea and you're just stuck. It's like, it's like a hamster wheel. Time will just evaporate and it will completely be spent going nowhere, just spinning and spinning. And stop it. Stop doing that. Instead, save yourself some time, stop whatever you're doing, and immediately pray about it. If your team is with you, have everybody stop working and everybody just bow their heads and immediately pray about it. Ask God about every single thing. There is nothing too little for him, just like there is nothing too big for him. He cares about all of it. If he cares about the universe, all the way down to the quantum realm that we're just slightly starting to dip our toes into experimenting with, if he invented all of that from the biggest to the tiniest, there is nothing that is too big or too small. Take every single thing to the Lord. He will provide for you. He will provide clarity. He will provide focus, time, energy, concentration, resources, human resources, financial resources. You name it, he will make a way. If it's his will, his will will prevail. You can rest in that. So number one, Remember where all of your resources come from. God himself is how you can build your stamina because he's the one that's going to give you the stamina in the first place. Get your eyes back on the Lord. Like I'm constantly reminding myself, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord, Rhonda. You will stay the course and you will stay focused and you will keep stamina going even when you don't feel like it. The Lord is going to provide. 
Okay, number two, another way to build stamina as you are scaling your business is to remember why you are deliberately doing all of this diligent work in the first place. To remember why you are even sacrificing everything for this work. If you remember your why, think of it as like a bullseye target that you're painting on the finish line of this race that you're running. You're building a kingdom business for God. And at the finish line, like crossing into heaven, right there is a bullseye target of this ribbon that you're going to break through when you're at the end of your race. That target, what has God painted on that target for you for your kingdom business? The target that is at the end of my race that I'm focused on, I'm laser focused on, is global Bible translation. That's my why. That is why I'm doing all the hard work that I'm doing. That is why I sacrifice. That is why I get up in the morning. It is why I continue on this fight and this race to win it for Jesus. Because my heart burns with all the people that still don't have even one verse of scripture in their heart language. They don't even have a chance to hear the gospel message because there's no one to tell them right now. There's no missionary. There's no mission. There's no anybody. There's no Bible. There's, there's nothing. They have no idea about Jesus. So that is my why. And whenever I start feeling like my energy is slipping, like my focus is evaporating, I'm surrounded by distraction and chaos in my life, it doesn't matter. I automatically bring my brain back to this target. And I look at this target and I say, look, this is my why. This is what God has called me to do. This is my kingdom calling. This is my kingdom purpose. And I keep my eyes on the ball. I keep my eyes on the target. And because I remember my why, it doesn't matter what all is going on in my life. It doesn't matter what's going on in my business. It doesn't matter what's going on in my home. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. And it surely doesn't matter what's going on in social media. All that matters is the target that God has placed before me. It's what he has asked me to do. It's what he is waiting for me to be obedient in doing. It is what I am asked to serve him with. And that right there, me remembering that constantly, that alone inspires me to pick myself back up again dust myself off and get my eyes back on the target and focus on the Lord and his calling on my life. That I hope can encourage you with your stamina levels so that you don't quit. If you quit, the enemy wins and I choose to let Jesus win in my life. I choose to let Jesus win in my business that he has given me for his honor and his glory and for billions more souls to come to Christ. And I hope, sister, that you are making the same decision in your own life and in your own business. So that's number two. How can you build more stamina? Remember why you were making this sacrifice in the first place. Don't forget your why. Believe me, it will be worth it. It will be worth it, I promise you, for all of eternity. Your work matters. Your work matters for eternity. Because if you don't do your work first, then you're not earning the profits that you would be making. 
And if you're not earning those profits, then you're not able to recycle them back to the Lord's kingdom for missions and missionaries and outreach causes and ministries that are reaching people for Christ every single day. If they're not being reached, then those souls are not being won. Do you understand how you are like the beginning of the the snowball? And the snowball has to start down the mountain in order to get to the bottom of more souls being reached. So if you're not beginning the snowball at the beginning, then that snowball doesn't exist. I hope you understand how vitally important your kingdom work is, how vital it is to the rest of the world, to billions of souls. It matters. You do not have a little thing that God has given you. I hope you understand how enormous and how awesome of a responsibility it is that he's given to you. I hope you are encouraged with this to stay the course and not let the enemy win. Let Jesus win, please. I beg you, let Jesus win. Don't quit. Don't give up. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't quit. I'm getting a little bit too fired up. Okay, on to number three. How to build stamina as you scale your business. Number three, you have got to have other like-minded warrior sisters to run this marathon with. Honey, I have been in business a long time and almost most of it, honestly, over 30 years, I have done by myself. There's been a few times where I have been in network marketing, where I was building a downline. And of course, I had some other people that I was I was running with too. But most of, most of my working life has just been by myself. And boy, does it get lonely. And it gets really hard. If you are a solopreneur, the temptation to quit is enormous because... Number one, you don't have any accountability, so who cares, right? Number two, you don't have anyone to encourage you. You don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. You're just, it's just you and the Lord and that's it. You don't have anyone speaking into you, challenging you, inspiring you, able to relate with you and understand what you're going through. You're running alone. Have you ever seen... Marathon runners and someone is running alone hardly ever happens. Marathons are thousands of people. I mean, up here, there's the Boston Marathon every year, and I don't even know how many people run in that thing. It's packed with people. They're running together. And the more that you run with other people, the harder and the faster you'll run. Because they'll inspire you to run faster and you'll be able to do more and you'll be able to go farther. So I actually have an extremely personal story to share with you guys today. And this this story happened to me uh, back in May of 2007. At the time, my husband was the pastor of a large church in Kentucky. But on the side, I did a network marketing business with Premier Jewelry. Some of you might remember that company before. It doesn't exist anymore, but um, back in the day it did, and it was really big. Anyway, I flew to Houston, Texas for the national convention 
And my upline actually was my mother and some other ladies. And so we all met in Houston. And there was seriously, if I remember correctly, it was like 30,000 people were in that stadium. It was, it was packed. There was so many people there. And day after day, they had missionary after missionary after missionary come across that stage and share about their ministry because a portion of Premier Jewelry's profits went to support missions around the world. And so they were coming to report in of all the different progress that's been made in their individual ministries that um, previous year. And I sat there in that stadium and I listened. And all I can explain to you is that the Holy Spirit came over me so strongly and so intently that I literally could pretty much not speak for three days. All I could do was cry. And I'm not a crier by nature. And I just sat there in that seat and bawled and bawled and bawled as this heaviness was just put over me. And it was like a branding iron was getting seared into my soul. That's the only way I can describe it. My poor mother, she was sitting beside me in the stadium and she's just like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's the matter? It's like, can, what can, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Why won't you talk to me? And I, I literally couldn't. My throat was like choked. I could not speak. All I could do was cry because of, I, I just, I couldn't, I still cannot even express it into words of what all happened to me that day or those, those few days. But all I knew is that the Lord was searing me with a very powerful calling. And I couldn't talk about it then. The convention ended, I think, that Saturday. And I flew back to Kentucky that evening. My car had been at the airport, so I drove myself home. It was late at night. And I went and slept in the, the guest bedroom because my, my husband was going to be preaching the next morning and I didn't want to interrupt him or um, his sermon preparation the following morning. So that night, I actually had a vision from the Lord. And no small irony that we were living in Kentucky at the time. And the Lord asked me, he said, I want you to tell me every single thing that happens at the Kentucky Derby and start at the very beginning. So I'm a huge horse freak. I love horses and I have had the privilege of working with horses um, in uh, past places where I've lived. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I obsess about them and I love to watch the Kentucky Derby. We've been, because we lived right there outside of Louisville, we were able to go and go to the Oaks and yes, I've worn the big hats and all that fun stuff. Uh, anyway, but so I just started telling the Lord, okay, well, they start off in the paddocks and you know, the jockeys, start mounting up their horses and and then the lead ponies come in and they start making their way out to the track and I just kept going step by step explaining what happens in the Kentucky Derby and the Lord kept asking me and then what happens and so then I thought well then this happens and and he's like and then what happens and I was like well then they start loading the horses in one at a time and and then what happens well then well there's usually one horse that always pitches a fit and refuses to go in and he goes and then what happens and I was like well then the guys have to jump down and go and link arms behind the horse and actually physically shove it in the box and he said, and then what happens? And 
And I was like, okay, well, then all the jockeys and the horses, they're just sitting, standing there waiting. And then what happens? Well, then the gun goes off. And then what happens? Well, the gates fly open. Then what happens? And then the horses take off and they take off running. And then what happens? Well, they run as hard as they can, as long as they can, as fast as they can until they hit the finish line. And he said, exactly. He said, Rhonda, you're that horse that's refusing to get in the box. Instantaneously, <laughs> my spirit was so shredded because just a couple months before that time is when we had finally made the decision to leave our church and follow the Lord in obedience with coming into the military. And my husband was going to be an active duty Navy chaplain, which even today he still is. But I had been fighting the Lord on it, and that's a totally different story. I'll do that one another episode. But I had finally surrendered to the Lord on that point um, back in April. And then in May, I, I flew to Houston for the conference, and I, had, I was still struggling with releasing my business and releasing my downline and releasing all the fun that I had with Premiere and I really enjoyed all of the cool stuff that I was winning. I was going to have to let that all go um, because I, we would be moving to a place where I didn't know a soul and <laughs> starting a business over, uh, especially in network marketing, which I've done six times, but starting a business over not knowing a soul, it is rough. I've been there, done that, and I really did not have it in me to do it again. But I did end up doing it again, um, believe it or not. But the point is, is that when the Lord told me that I was the horse that was pitching a fit, I immediately was so convicted and I immediately told the Lord, I am so sorry. And he said, Rhonda, get in the box. I'm telling you to get in the box. I have my reasons and you're holding me up. And he said, more than that, you're not only holding me up, you're holding up all the other horses that are waiting on you. I just was so crushed. I was like, ah, Lord, I am so sorry. I was like, I will immediately surrender. So I will get in the box and I will do what you want me to do. And believe you me, I had no way of knowing in May of 2007 that the box God was asking me to get into would last until July of 2023. I'll let you do the math on that one. And what has transpired from 2007 to 2023? A lot. A lot of really hard things. But that's okay. Because with Jesus winning and the enemy losing, that means that all the other horses that God intends to run with me, we are all let out of the box to run together, to run harder to run more focused, 
to run with more passion, to run with every ounce of energy that we have in order to run hard for our finish line that God has given us with our targets that God has given each of us that are going to be totally different from each other, but it's okay. We are running together. We are running together and we can run harder, faster, and longer than if we were running by ourselves. Running alone gets us nowhere. It gets us to defeat. It gets us to failure. Running together, you have a partner that will pick you up and dust you off and give you a big hug and pray over you and say, girl, I understand. I totally know how you feel, but let's get back in the race and let's keep going. Let's keep going. Having a warrior sister running beside you makes all the difference in the world of being able to have stamina for Jesus, to be able to have stamina in your kingdom calling. Time is running out. Jesus will be coming back. Honey, we've got work to do. How about you roll up your sleeves and let's get going. Let's run this race together. Let's do this for God's honor and glory. And again, for billions more souls to come to Christ. They're worth it. That's the only thing that's going to heaven. Our souls, just people not stuff. We don't need more stuff. We don't need fancier things. We don't need fancier cars or fancier houses. We need more souls in heaven for all eternity. That is what matters. Sister, let me pray over you and your business. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for everything that you are doing in the world today. Thank you for all the miracles you are working. Thank you for your power that is going out to the ends of the world. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our counselor and our teacher. I thank you that he is opening our eyes to show us things that we don't see. Thank you for the energy that you are giving us to have stamina to run in the race that you have asked us to run before you laid out the foundation of this world. May we run our race with endurance, endurance for you, endurance for your kingdom, endurance for our customers and our clients, endurance for our team members and our employees and our contractors, endurance for the gospel, endurance for our families, endurance for everything that you've laid on our hearts that we have dedicated to you, everything, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much that you are in charge of all of it, that all of it is in your very capable hands. Thank you for the races that you have given each one of us to run. Father God, for the woman who doesn't have a team of warrior sisters running with her, Please provide her, her racehorses, Lord, that she can run together with. Sisters that can help her run harder and faster and stronger and longer for your name's sake. Father, I ask that you just bring together a group of women that will honor you with everything that they've got. 
They're not going to hold anything back from you. They are all in, Lord. They are thoroughbred racehorses that are running hard after you. For your sake, bring them together, Lord, so we can run harder and faster together and not be alone anymore. Thank you for accountability. Thank you for spurring each other on to good deeds. Thank you for sisters in Christ. Thank you for prayer warriors. Thank you for strong women that are strong in their faith and are ready to encourage other women to come alongside and encourage them in their walks, and not even their walks, their races with Jesus. I thank you so much for the body of Christ and the family of God that is coming together in perfect unity and harmony for your name's sake. Father, I thank you for the privilege that it is to be your daughter. And I thank you for my other sisters in Christ. Bless their businesses. Bless their lives, their families, their marriages, their focus, their commitment, and bless the works of their hands because they do it with hearts that love you. We love you and we cherish you. May our lives be poured out for you and for other people to have a chance at heaven as well. There's nothing more important than that, Lord. Thank you so much for this time. I pray that you give my fellow sisters a big hug right now and encourage them to keep on keeping on in stamina, in endurance for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, sister, today's homework. I'd love to challenge you to really think about how you can start praying more and asking God for more resources. Number two for you to write down and remember daily your why you are sacrificing. And number three, girl, start praying that God brings your warrior sisters to you. Those thoroughbreds that are amazing and awesome and ready to run their hearts out with you. And I say, give you a high five and say, go get them, girl. You can do this because Jesus has got you. Was today's episode beneficial? then I invite you to share it. Would you like some more Audacious goodies? Then I also invite you to visit audaciousscaling.com where you can discover all the ways that I can help you further. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let's keep our eyes on the goal, babe. Let's go for it so Jesus can win.